the name of Jesus. And Father God, we bless our city. We bless our state. We bless our country right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we plead the blood on Jesus of every area of our life. We plead the blood of Jesus on this service this morning because we know that with you, all things are possible if we just believe. Nothing is possible without you, Lord Jesus. Father God, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. Father God, we ask that you just go with us. We ask that you just bless our family. We ask that you bless our children. We bless that you bless those that don't know you in the pardon of their sin. And they come running asking, what must I do to be saved? And Father God, we give you the glory. We give you honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Can we just stand and give God some praise? I'm looking for
I have to do the same thing in my life to see what the Lord has done. It's now time for us to honor God with our giving. Amen. Let me encourage you to honor God with your clapping first. Just thank God. Amen. It's an opportunity to be able to give. Please let me encourage you, do not ignore this aspect of your life. Today, my assignment is to talk to you on two things, your health and your prosperity. So let me encourage you, pay attention. And when it comes to your prosperity, you cannot ignore it. The easiest way for the enemy to destroy you or me is to make us poor. If you don't believe me, you take a survey of the, of the building and you ask them to tell you number one problem to pray for. They will tell you finances is where the shoe is hurting. The Bible gives you a good illustration of what poverty will do to you. When you get a chance, read Genesis chapter 42, verse number 1. There you will see Jacob, there was famine in Israel, and you know that story. And Jacob said to all of his children, in verse number 1, he said, what are you all doing here? I heard that there is corn, there's food in Egypt. I need you all to go and go get us food. So that single mistake is what drove them into slavery in Egypt for 432 years. Guess what drove them there? Hunger. A man would do anything when he or she is hungry. So you want to make sure even your children will do anything when they are hungry. Hunger drove the people of Israel from a place of covenant to a place of slavery. They say, there's corn over there in Egypt. Let's go get it. And that single decision, they moved, and they never came back. 432 years later. So when you see me being concerned about your prosperity, I know what poverty will do to a person. So please don't take this lightly. And how do you get out of poverty? It is very simple. Very, very simple. How do I know I've been there? I can write a book on how to be poor. It will be bestseller. So, I don't have to research it. I know it. I've been there. But the way you get out is one word. Give. That's it. You can go to Methodist Church, you can go to Baptist Church, you can go to Episcopal, 
Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ, Christ of God in Church, First Baptist, Second Baptist, 28 Baptist. You will never miss God. It's very simple. If you're struggling financially, this is how I got out. One word, give. Another word we use for that is called sow. So you don't need to leave your place of covenant to go to Egypt. Egypt will enslave you. That's how people get into selling drugs. Then they end up in jail. They're good people now. But poverty. Poverty. So you don't want that in your life. And thank God we have a way to get out. The Bible said it. I tried it. It works like a charm. If you give, guess what? It shall be given to you. Well, let me make it very plain. If you don't give, you will die in Egypt. And that's what happens to many Israelites. Millions of them. They never made it to the promised land. So giving is not an option. Now, I always tell people, if you don't like this church, find somewhere else. But you're going to give. <laughs> There's no option. If you want to come out, <laughs> tell your neighbor, I'm coming out. <laughs> I don't know about you. i got to get out of Egypt. There's nothing good in Egypt. Egypt will make you a beggar. That's what happened to them in Egypt. Hands out, waiting on the government. I was talking to my family one day. I said, it don't matter who's in government. We'll be fine. <laughs> Democrats, Republicans, independent or no independents. I found out the way out. If you sow seed on the ground, you can go to sleep. That seed will come up and will bring you fruits. Hallelujah. The Bible cannot lie. I slapped my own self. I said, why did it take me so long to figure this out? I was too busy having religion. So, so deliver your own self from poverty. God is not raising an orphanage. Abraham was filthy rich. Lazarus was poor. God made both of them, but God didn't make anybody poor. All of us have to choose whether we're going to be poor or whether we're going to be rich. I don't know about you. I try poverty and nothing good in it. If you don't believe me, make a trip. Go to the motherland, you'll find out that this ain't no joke. So choose wealth so that you will live under the covenant. And the covenant of God with you is for you to give so that you can receive. Then God said he will give you good measure, 
pressed down, shaking together, your cup running over, men and women giving to your bosom. He said, but don't be deceived now. God is not mocked. If you're on your way to the church, you stop by the liquor store to get one, one, one dollars. So you can give one dollar. And you keep one just in case the preacher get too happy and ask for another offering. See, so say, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow, I used to go to Popeye Chicken, you know, and they charged me about $7 for two-piece chicken. Now they then got smart. Now they charge 10 so I stopped going. So if I will spend $10 for Popeye Chicken, then I'll come to church and give God $1. You do the math. So don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man or a woman sow, that's what you're going to read. The church is an opportunity for you and me to give, to sow, so you can reap. And the Bible said it over and over again. He said, as long as this planet Earth remains, that's right, sister, there will always. So when I say I want to see you at the top, I'm telling you, you need to do what it takes to get to the top. It's just one word. You don't need to memorize the whole Revelation. Just give. You give, you're coming out of poverty. God cannot lie. All minds clear? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for wealth in this house. And no shame in my game. I decree and I declare this house is a house of plenty. Lord, you said it in your world, we believe it. Wealth and riches are in our house. We tap into that anointing. You said if we're willing, we will have it. But we've got to be obedient. Right now, we're about to obey you in this area of our life. We will give. We're trusting God for a hundredfold return, a thousandfold return in Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. Let's walk in obedience. I'll see you at the top. That's where you belong.
Amen. Jesus promised he'll take care of us. I want to thank God for all of you for being in the house of the Lord. We are grateful to all of you, our guests. Thank you for being here. We encourage you to please come back to worship with us. Glad to see Pastor Tinny here. Pastor Thompson. Amen. Amen. Do you all know Pastor Thompson? Please stand. Huh? This is one of our pastors here. And he's been, I've been seeing him regularly. And by the way, a lot of these pastors, they give to your church. Let the record show that. Some of them moved to another state and they're still sending you money. You need to know that. Because I'm the one that's looking at the records. So we're grateful. Glad to see you, sir. Amen. We appreciate your presence in the house. Thank God for all of our community leaders. I see Reverend Reeds here with us. Uh, amen. Brother Gary. Gary Johnson. Amen. I believe he's still in the run-up. Amen. And he's a smart man. You got to be smart when you come to church. There are folks here. Amen. So get to know him and love on him and bless him. Amen. His name is Gary Johnson. He's the one with white beard. <laughs> Any other guest in the house? We just want to celebrate you. Amen. We are so grateful. Thank you for being here. We love you. And we ask, please come back to see us. Amen. Oh, more guests. Come on, help me. Help me celebrate. Help me celebrate. Amen. I love you all. Yes, indeed. We'll welcome you in Jesus' name. Will you all just, everybody get up and just walk around and say hello. And after you come back, we'll watch the news for today. Yes, indeed.
God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Good morning and welcome, Zion Hill, to our worship service on today. But before we worship, stay tuned for our weekly announcements. In our efforts to make our world a better place, God has given our pastor the vision to build a state-of-the-art youth complex right here at Zion Hill. By simply selling a monthly seat of only $19.25 for one year, we will be able to build a safe and exciting place for young people to hang out, play games, socialize, and come into a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Ladies, it's time to move that body. The Ladies Exercise Fellowship will take place every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. For more information, please contact Sister Ophelia Allen or Sister Mary Boyd Smith. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256 or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the give tab or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction or go to the church website and complete the information on the eChurch tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today. Or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Thanks again for joining us in worship today. We pray that you have a blessed week. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. Amen. Will you please stand with me for the reading of the word? The book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse number 8. The book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse number 8. Very familiar scripture. The Bible said, The grass withereth, and the flowers fade. But the words of our God shall stand forever. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the opportunity to hear your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help our hearing. I pray that you will grant us understanding. 
Lord, I pray that you will manifest your promise that your word will not return void. Help your servant to preach it. Without you, I know I can do absolutely nothing. Send your anointing. Help all of us to be a better Christian. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you on the subject titled Straight Talk About Divine Healing. I just want to cut through all the theatrics and give to you a straight talk about divine healing. I must admit that I went into this area of theology to help my own self. Honestly, I wasn't thinking of you. I was sick. I had a diagnosis. I don't mind sharing with you. It's called hypertension. And what comes with that is high blood sugar and high blood pressure in diabetes. So I had this problem. And I went to the Lord. I said, okay, I know you got answer for everything. No disrespect to the doctors. In fact, I have children in that field. But I want Dr. Jesus to help me out. So I begin to search the word of God for answers for my own self. And in the face of God, I found so much help. But the Lord commanded me in turn to share what I found out with the rest of the world. And that's where you come in. So I am on an assignment to do what God sent me to do. And freely I receive, freely I give. So what does the Bible have to say concerning your healing? If you look into the book of Isaiah, chapter 53... Verse number four. The Bible said that Jesus bore your griefs and Jesus carried your sorrow. Take note of that. Your griefs and your sorrow, somebody had paid price. His name is Jesus. I can stop there and have church because. If Jesus took my griefs, if Jesus took my sorrow, then I have no business carrying it around. Just to make sure I understand what the Bible is saying, I check the Hebrew Bible to make sure I understand exactly what is being said. And Hebrew Bible say, 
He took your sicknesses and he took your pain. I found myself shaking because I knew I was sick. And the Bible just told me somebody has taken my sicknesses. That somebody is Jesus. So the only question remains is whether I would let him or whether I will hold on or hang on to my sickness. I found that in the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 17. The prophet Isaiah prophesied, and Matthew was just quoting that prophecy. And that prophet said, he took our infirmities. And he bear our sicknesses. Make sure it's in your Bible. Again, I have to ask myself, if God already took my infirmities, and he already took my sicknesses, what am I doing with it? Why am I sitting here in the house, sucking my tongue, when God has already taken what I got. Then I, I ran into Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. The Bible made it again very clear that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripe we are healed I'm sitting there and say wow then I read in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 the Bible say by his stripe we were healed in other words, he's not going to do it. He already done it. So it was clear to me what I'm worrying about, God has already taken care of it. I saw clearly also that the only thing in the way is my own ignorance. So I need to get out of my religion and simply embrace the word of God. Then I found out in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. See, I'm a lawyer by trade. So I'm giving you the citation so you can read it for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. And the book says... Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth is established. In case you are counting, I gave you five different scriptures. That's not two witnesses. Five different scriptures saying the same thing. So the truth of your healing is well established. The blunt truth is that God 
is in the business of healing. It doesn't matter how you got sick. See, don't let religion condemn you. That's what I hate about religious people. Or they say, you shouldn't have been eating Buddha. And that's true. But God never make that a condition for your healing. You will not find any scripture that says if you don't eat Buddha, then you can come. God will heal you whether you deserve it or you don't. It's not about you. It's about the power of God. Are you still here? Many people here needs this teaching I'm doing this morning. Right there in your purse, you have pills. At home, you're popping pills every day. Am I right about it? There are people who are suffering from pain. From hurt. Maybe you're not like me. You're not going to get on TV and say, here's my diagnosis. Here's what's wrong with me. My family always get on my case. Why you tell everybody your business? I say, I'm a servant of Almighty God. If this will help somebody, I don't mind people knowing that I used to be poor. And now I'm wealthy. There is a way. I cannot take you where I've never been. And when it comes to this thing called healing, I know what it is to be sick. And I know what it is to be made whole. There are people here with all kinds of diagnosis. Even traumas. You know, you've been through trials. You've been through abuse. Even some people have been through heartbreaks. When we talk about traumas, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the event. It's your response to it. You need to know what does God has in stock for you. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know what does the Bible have to say in terms of how do you get healed from your trauma? How do you get healed from your diagnosis? How do I get healed? That's the assignment today. I've got to tell you a story, true story, by the way, and many of you may have read about it. Because I'm not the only one that knows how to read. A gentleman was driving. And one day on the highway, his automobile gets stopped. So he opened the hood and he's trying to fix it, you know. And while he was trying to fix it, he was having no luck. And then a limousine pulled behind him. And here comes somebody in three-piece suit, looking clean. And that somebody came to the gentleman 
walking on the car and said, sir, can I help you? He looked at me and said, man, you're riding a limo. What makes you stop to try to help me? But the man said, how can I help you, sir? So he showed him what's wrong with the car that the car won't start. So the guy took off his jacket, got under the hood, and fixed something, and he said, you go inside and try it again. And sure enough, the guy go inside his car, crank it, and the car stopped. Now the man with the car is curious. Normally somebody in three-piece suit riding a limousine won't stop. I'm curious. What makes you stop to help me? And the guy said, my name is Henry Ford. Your car is one of my creations. And I hate to drive on the highway seeing my creation get stuck when they are supposed to be moving. There's a lesson there. Because God is your creator. And he hates to see you get stuck on the highways of life. So he will stop to fix whatever is broken in your life. That's what we call healing. If you're like me and you're believing God for your healing this morning, open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, he knows what is missing. And God never run out of spare parts. Whatever you need for your physical healing. If I can get you to come out of your religion and embrace the word of God by faith. Today is your day of miracle. Let me tell you how healing has been working historically in the word of God. The first time we hear about healing in the Bible is in the book of Genesis chapter 20 verse 17. There if you remember Abraham prayed for the family of Abimelech. The whole family was sick. And the Bible said Abimelech was healed. That's the first time in the history of the Bible that we hear anything about healing. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the second time we hear about healing is in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 13. I want the jury to understand this case so that when I submit my case to the jury, when I rest my case and get out of your face, then you get to go to the deliberation room and decide for your own self based on the facts and the evidence. In the book of Exodus chapter 12 verse 13, 
it was the last night that the Jewish people would spend in Egypt. God required of them to get a lamp and kill the lamp, eat the lamp, and put the blood on the doorpost. Am I still in the book? God told them that when I see the blood, sicknesses and disease will pass over you. Even death will pass over you. That was the second time the word of God recorded evidence of healing. David later on reports that incident in the book of Psalms 105, verse 37. David said, here's what happened. God brought them out with silver, with gold, and not a single person was sick. Isn't that something? Not one person. Three million people, everybody healed. Ladies and gentlemen, if he did it before, he can do it again. Another thing that caught my attention is that if three million people got healed just by killing an animal and using his blood, how much more you and I that have the blood of Jesus, not blood of goats. The healing anointing available to you and me is far much stronger. Are you still here? <coughs> what is my message to you? We have better covenant. Therefore, healing is your legal right. It's not just an add-on. Healing is what? Your legal right. The next time you will hear about healing... The people, they are traveling now to their promised land. And God met them at a place called Myra. That's few distance before Red Sea. God said to them, Exodus 15, 26. Guess what God said? God said, if you will keep my word. I will not allow any sickness to come on your, <coughs> on your body. Israel made a covenant with God that day. They agreed with God, okay, we'll keep your word. We'll keep your covenant. And you will take away sicknesses from us. Will you believe the Bible records for 400 years? Nobody got sick. 400 years. So there was no record of sickness in the entire country until Solomon began to marry some foreign women. 
And one of those women is what brought medicine to Israel. Before then, for 400 years, they had no doctor. No doctor's appointment. No hospital. Not one single person got sick. God was their doctor. Believe me. Thank you, sir. We can go back to that blessed assurance. And you can make sure you and your family are protected. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I say pay attention. I'm trying my best not to get too excited. I want every member of the jury to understand the facts of this case and the law that is applicable for your healing. God came back to them in the book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 25. God said to the people, this is what you need to do. Serve the Lord. And God will bless your bread. And God will bless your water. And God will take away sicknesses and disease. What part of that we don't understand? It is purely up to you to serve God. No preacher can make you serve God. No denomination can make you serve God. But you can make up your mind today that you and your family you're going to serve the Lord. And God is committed. God said there will be no more miscarriages. There will be no more premature death. He said the number of your days I will fulfill. I don't know about you. There's a clear promise by God that he will heal you when you are sick. If you would just meet him halfway. Lift up your hands right now. Say it in your spirit. Say it, say it loud. I'm a covenant man. If you're a woman, say you're a woman. Say it again. I'm a covenant man. Sicknesses. Disease. Is illegal. In my body. Say like you menace. You are speaking to your own body. You are prophesying over your life. Say it again. I'm a covenant man. Sicknesses. Disease. Is illegal. In my body. In Jesus name. Amen somebody. Then we come to the New Testament. And then we found out the man we are talking about who was wounded for your transgression. Who was bruised for your iniquity. 
The chastisement of your peace, my peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. In a nutshell, Jesus paid the price. So don't let any religious person say, oh, you stayed up all night. Oh, you, 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 was, you stay in the rain, you're supposed to come inside the house. You see, this, that's a spirit of legalism. They will find a reason why you should not be healed. They will try to justify why you should stay poor for the rest of your life. Just let it come through your ear and go out the other way. Remember the commitment of God to you. Whether you messed up, whether some witches are trying to mess with you, whether somebody is trying to hoodoo you or whatever is going on, God said, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Receive that today. I say receive that today. And Jesus came, he began to demonstrate that. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, he said, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing, not some of them, everyone. That is oppressed with sicknesses and disease. So today I want to tell you briefly, with my time left, how you get your healing. I've been trying to establish that healing belongs to you. The Bible made that clear. Now you need to know how to get it. Ladies and gentlemen, before I tell you that, please permit me to tell you some fundamentals about healing. Number one, it is the will of God for you to be healed. This is very important because I listen to you. See, I'm your pastor. I'm a human being like you. And I, it troubles my soul that something is grossly missing. If I ask you, and I did this morning, because I get to talk to some people that are believing God for their healing, and their statement to me is that if it's the Lord's will, thank you, ma'am. So pay attention to your own spirit, man. In all you're getting, get understanding. You don't have to say if it's the Lord's will. When God has spent pages after pages after pages telling you, I am your healer. I'm the Lord that healed it. He told you over and over again. One guy even come to him and say, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me whole. And he told him, yes, I am. That's why I came, that you may be made whole. So get it in your spirit. 
Don't let your mind slip away from the truth. Sometimes it's like a horse. Every now and then my mind wants to slip away. I say, oh, son, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We've been there. We've been delivered from that. You can't take me back. Even family members, friends, if you're not careful, they want to push you back to where you used to be. And you have to, you don't need to fight them. When you know better, you do better. Just love on them and say, oh no, I'm not going back to Egypt. That was Egypt. The Lord is my healer. Are you all still here? The second thing that you need to know, ladies and gentlemen, is that God can initiate your healing, but you also can initiate your own healing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you remember the woman with the issue of blood, guess who initiated that healing? She did. The Bible is full of people like you and me. When you get tired of being sick and tired, when you get tired of just laying down, some of you, you are waiting on the preacher. You don't need to wait on nobody. No disrespect to the preachers. He is just a human being like you. You got to get to the point in your life, say, I'm tired. Are you still here? And let me help you while I'm here on this point. Please don't allow a spirit of offense to hinder your healing. Here God is waiting on you to initiate your own healing. You're waiting on the preacher. And because the preacher don't show up, now you're offended. You see, do you know I was sick for three weeks? And nobody from Zion Hill come. The pastor no show. God is not going to heal you on your own terms. Remember Mr. Naaman? He was sick, all right. The preacher did not go to him. He got upset. He said, I thought... Don't let your thoughts sink your boat. I thought he would have come to my house. I thought he would have read something or wave magic or do something. He just told me to go jump in the lake. When God get ready to heal you, sometimes he use foolish things. Sometimes he, he wants to humble you so that you can receive. Your pride can rob you. A spirit of offense can rob you. A spirit of unforgiveness. You are still holding grudge against your ex-boyfriend, against your ex-husband, against your ex-wife. You are hindering your own blessing. Lose that man. 
that Negro don't worth it. Forgive me. Is nobody worth the price for your, for your healing? God can heal you any way he wants to. And let me say one more thing before I tell you how to be healed. You need to know your healing may not be instant. And you're listening to me. Because it's up to God. God was trying to heal somebody. And you know the, 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 the way he did it. He spit on the ground. Am I still in the book? And then he used the speed, the mud, to rub his eyes. And no healing yet. Then he told the man, go. Mass and mass, go wash. See, it takes a process. Then there are some people that say, Lazarus, come forward instantly. So you have to allow God. Don't play God. Many of you have been healed right now, but because of your ignorance, you don't even realize healing is taking place. There were ten lepers. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the Bible said to them, he say, go and show yourself to the priest. They didn't get healed, but as they go, it's a process. As they go, I will submit to you, many of you, you are being healed right now. You just need to allow God to finish what he has started. And you don't have to worry about. Can you imagine Mr. Naaman? They told him to, to go deep himself seven times. And then he go in. And nothing happened. He go in again. The third time, nothing happened. See, it's a process. But if you don't, if you're not careful, your mind will say, oh, that preacher is just wasting my time. And then you will give up right before your miracle. And my appeal to all of you this morning, I made up my mind I'm not going to put on no show, not going to try to entertain you. I will do exactly what I do in the courthouse. Just infest the time. Do all the research, put all the facts together, and present the case to the jury. Now it's up to you. Whether you're going to go on getting used to being sick or whether you will let the devil know every time he show up with his ugly head that by his right I am healed. So now let me say this in conclusion what you need to do. Number one, find in the word of God a scripture that speaks directly concerning your situation. And like a hungry dog, bite on that word. 
I just told you, grass may wither. Flowers may fade. But the word of God will stand for how long? If you can find what God has already said. And then bite on it. It's like an old lady believing God for her check to arrive in the mail. And she knows God has told her the check is coming. Where everybody will give her a reason. They will say, oh, there's inflation going on. Or they will say, well, the, the railway union, they are on strike. Oh, well, the, the weather is bad. They will give you a million reasons why you should not wait on God. But the Bible says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Sometimes when you find yourself of good courage, the Bible says, he then steps in and directs your path. Storm may rise. Winds may be blowing. Don't let your circumstance trip you. Don't let your situation knock you out. Hang on to the word of God. And let me say one more thing. You need to not only get that word of God, you need to receive it by faith. The word of God that you don't receive is the word of God that you can just sing about, but it's not going to work in your life. Many preachers preach about word that don't work in their own life. Because they are saying it, but they never receive it in their heart. I want to encourage all of you. In this year, they just announced that the Omicron, COVID-19 may be back. They're just telling us so many calamities going on. All kinds of killings. They're telling us in the news that the world is off the chain. Not just in America, all over the world. You go to Africa, you see the same thing. You go to China, you see the same thing. The Chinese people, they are locking themselves up. The people are rebelling. They are tired of being locked up. You need the word of God. I just don't want you to have church. I want you to have the word of God. The word of God will help you. In times like these, I may not be there physically with you, but I want to know that every one of my members, two people coming this morning, I want you to be able to stand and encourage yourself in the Lord. This word of God is a pickup when the storms of life are raging, when the enemy is trying to mess with your marriage. And mess with your business. And mess with your mind. Where are you going to go? You need the word of God. I see you man. Everybody stand to your feet.
You know one secret I found out? Ladies and gentlemen, freely I receive, I give it to you. I'm, you may not be like me. This is a shortcoming on my part, I admit. I don't have all the time to stay up all night praying. Most of my prayer are very short. I discovered that God hears long prayers, but he also hears short prayers. So for people like me who don't know all the, uh, all the drills, I don't know how to whom in and whoop it. You see, you remember a thief on the cross? In case you don't know, when you go home, go count how many words he prays. Five words. And bam, God answered it. That's all he said. And God remembered him. Take advantage if you like me. I like those of you who can pray long prayer. I got some people in this church, man, they can pray. They can pray and make you cry. But I am not as gifted as that. So take advantage. Amen. The Bible said, this is how you get healed. Number one, pray for your own sake. John 14, 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Alright? Do that. Number two, he said, is any sick among you? Call on the elder. That's James chapter 5, verse 14. He said, call on the elders. Let the elder pray for you. Let them anoint you with all. Let them pray a prayer of faith. A prayer of faith will save the sick. Don't say the preacher is busy. Call the Negro. That's right. Your healing is on the line. And don't say your house is dirty. Where if you are dead, Call, call, the, call that woman, call that man. Any elder you can find. He doesn't even have to be a preacher. James chapter 5 verse 16 tells you another way you can get healed. He said, confess your fault one to another. And then pray and you will be healed. There are so many methods. The Bible says, look, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. And he said, this is what you need to do. Lay hand on the sick. So many avenues. Pray those short prayers if, you if you're not drilling to. I mean, Jesus prayed when they asked him, teach us how to pray. It was short. Elijah, when he prayed for fire, it was short. Get to the point. I'm telling you, in the courthouse, we don't have time for you. Mom, what's your name? 
1942. Ah, you done lost everybody. <laughs> just, just tell us your name. The Bible say, don't say atun, atun we are sad. I don't know English. Don't, don't unnecessary repetition. Yeah, I was trying to get my wife to interpret for me. Because I see it in my language, but I don't know how to say it in English. You don't waste God's time. Get to the point. Lord, my leg is hurting. I need your healing. Period. All by it's clear? All right, Pastor, come pray for us. Hold somebody's hand. Let's believe God for healing in this house right now. And then we will take communion. Is somebody going to help us with communion? Yes, indeed. Find somebody to hold hands. Amen. Glory it's a God. power of agreement. Yes, Lord God. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the word that was preached, Lord God. For real, Lord, there's power in your word, Father God. You said life and death is in the power of the tongue, Lord God. And Father God, we come, Lord, standing on your word, Lord. We speak life. We speak healing. We speak health, Father God. We speak deliverance, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we call those things be not as though they were, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we cancel every assignment of the enemy, Lord. We paralyze it in the name of Jesus. For Lord, we realize there's power in your name. There's healing in your name. There's deliverance in your name. There's wholeness in your name. Father God, we speak a turnaround in our condition, Lord God. We speak a, hey, a turnaround in our health, Father God. A turnaround in our home. A turnaround in our family, Father Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we call those things be not as though they were, Father God. We command right now our bodies to line up with the word of God in the name of Jesus. From the crown of our head to the sole of our feet in the name of Jesus. Father God, we think in advance, Father God. For Lord God, you you sit high and you look down low. You said you watch over your word to perform it. And Lord God, I thank you right now. Even as we call on you, Lord. Lord, that you're working it out right now, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Right now, somebody's getting healed. Somebody's getting delivered. Somebody's getting set free. In the name of Jesus. We loose, hey, we loose your, hey, we loose your anointing power. In the name of Jesus. Let your Shekinah glory, Lord God, let it flood this place right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we stand on your word, Lord God. For Lord God, you said your word is forever settled in heaven. Lord God, you said the fetch of fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just ask you to have your way. Father God, we speak a total healing upon our pastor, Lord God, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. We speak strength right now. We speak healing right now. We speak health right now in the hey, glory to God in the name of Jesus for the God we think in advance we thank you Lord that by your stripes uh, we already healed we already made whole for the God I thank you Lord you were wounded for our transgression you were bruised for our iniquity and the chest of our peace uh, is upon you and by your stripes uh, 
I said, by your stripes. I said, by your stripes. Hey, Lord, I feel this thing. You're already healed. I'm already healed. I'm already made whole. Father God, I thank you. I thank you right now, Lord. Lord God, because you said we are the righteousness of you, Lord God. And Father God, we tap into that anointing, Lord God. Because you said it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the word that was preached with anointing, Lord God. Lord God, that you already done it. I said it's already done. Look at somebody say it's already done. I said it's all, yeah. I said it's already done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Give the God some glory. Give the Lord honor this morning. Glory to God. Somebody say glory. Somebody say glory. Somebody say glory. Hey, thank you. Somebody tell him thank you. Hey, glory. Lord, Lord, Lord. That's it. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Ah, oh, praise the Lord. We're getting ready, amen, to take the communion. Praise the Lord. And we praise everybody have their communion. We don't have one. Praise God. Get just to get you one. Praise the Lord. We thank God, amen, for allowing us to come together to the house of God. To eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. Amen. Glory to God. Everybody been served. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. The Bible says the last supper Jesus was betrayed. Bible say he took the bread and he blessed it. He gave it to the disciples. He said, eat, this is my body, which is shed for you and for many for remission of sin. Father God, we ask you to bless it, Lord God. Sanctify it, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. For Lord God, we realize there's healing in the communion, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord God. We stand on your promises, Lord God. Oh, Father God, we just ask you to bless it, sanctify it in the name of Jesus. And again, he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to the disciples. They said, this is my blood, which was shed for you and for many for the remission of sin. Father God, we thank you for the blood because we realize there's power in the blood. There's healing in the blood. There's deliverance in the blood. Father God, that by your stripe we already healed. Father God, we come, Lord God, taking it, Lord. Lord, and covered it with you, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to bless it. Sanctified, Lord God, as we drink and eat it to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, you may eat and drink at this time. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ah, glory. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Somebody tell them, thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord God. That by faith, Lord God, because we realize, Lord, it's all about faith. To be healed, it takes faith. To be delivered, it takes faith. 
by faith we believe amen, that this was the body and blood of Jesus and as we taking it by faith that we are healed we are made whole we are delivered and set free for the God I thank and I believe by faith for the God in Jesus name we thank and we praise you in Jesus name everybody say amen Amen. Once again, we want to thank everybody for coming out this morning. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Amen. Amen. All of you that amen, had a happy Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. We pray that actually, amen, as the service come to end. Amen. The pastor and the first lady would be here if you want to greet them. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we're getting ready to dismiss. Glory to God. Father God, I pray right now that you would continue to lead us and guide us, Lord. Those are, amen, traveling back to their home and those that are on their way, Father God. That you would guide them and protect them, Lord God. Let your, Lord, let your Holy Spirit rest upon, rule and abide, Father God. Till we meet again, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me.